0: Head over to Bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you.
1: Ooh, am I loud?
0: Hi, everybody. Is Dory loud? <laughs> Tell us what you think.
1: Hello? Sound off in the comments.
0: Anyway, hi, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. And if Dory thinks she's too loud, I can turn her down a hair.
1: Okay. Is that uh, better? I think that is better. Good. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Happy day of mothering to you.
1: Thank you so much. Happy
0: day of mothering to you all who are out there and are mothers. And a big hello. We see you to those who are trying to be.
1: And, you know, to those who don't have moms, have a difficult relationship with their moms. We see you too. It's a it's a very fraught day. And that's
0: where I don't see them. Oh, you don't? Where are they? Oh, are they behind the moms? Hi! Wow. Now I see them.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Boo! Boo! Um.
0: Everyone turned off the podcast. Yep. What okay. happened to our numbers? Hi, everyone. So weird.
1: Wow. Um. we
0: not even a minute in and we lost everyone.
1: We sure did. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just gonna say. I think this is a this is a tough day for a lot of people. A lot of people have mixed, very mixed feelings about it. I know. You know, with all the news this week about what seems to be the imminent overturning of Roe versus Wade. Like it's just, it's just, it it is highlighted for me that one day out of, you know, the year where mothers are supposed to be honored ends up being sort of empty when mothers are not treated with respect and dignity and our work is not valued the rest of the year. Not by you, Matt Myra, but no, no, by it's
0: okay. You can throw me in there.
1: But by the United States, at uh, at the very least. So it's just been it's been a it's been a lot. This
0: Look, week. you know, as long as twenty percent of Americans still are against abortion, why not ignore the other eighty <laughs> percent?
1: As long as like f- three Supreme court justices four were appointed by someone who did not win the popular vote.
0: <laughs> well,
1: and another one tale as old as time. And I mean, it's just uh, whatever I could go on and on, but it's, it's just, you know, it's been, it's been a lot. It's been intense, but um, like
0: dominated the unpopular vote. Totally. So.
1: Nailed that one. Um, yeah, Matt and Henry got me some flowers.
0: Henry picked them out.
1: Henry picked them out. There's still
0: two dozen roses to come.
1: <laughs> that Henry apparently wanted to get for me. Yep,
0: there was like <laughs> a little add-on page. And I was like, do you want to add any of this on? I'm thinking he'd like select the balloon or the chocolates. <laughs> and he decided on two dozen red roses.
1: <laughs> um, and they made me breakfast. Mm-hmm. Some delicious French toast.
0: Yep. Yep. It took a little more care than I normally do with the French toast.
1: You added some flavor.
0: A little vanilla extract, some cinnamon, Mm -hmm. some heavy whipping cream, some eggs. Yeah, Yeah. Really soaked up that cinnamon raisin bread in there. It was good. just had a great time with it. It was
1: very good. Um, Then we drove over to the LA River, which is a bike path that I've been wanting to check out for a really long time. We checked out
0: probably four to, no, I would say probably 3,000 feet of it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I checked in with my friend Eric, who is always on that path, and I was like, "Where do we enter it?" Because <laughs> I just have no idea, and he directed us to a park that I had never heard of. Or, I think, don't even if, tell everyone. I'm not going to. But I'm gonna. I, what I was gonna say is, I think even if I had driven down that street. If I had not been looking for the park, I would not have known it was there. <laughs> right. It was very tucked away and yeah. hidden. Um, and then the bike path was lovely. It was also a very nice day, weather-wise.
0: I'm telling you, overcast. Super cloudy. Yeah. High of 60-something.
1: Yeah, it was nice. Oh. Henry brought his little balance bike and his helmet.
0: Yep, because he wanted to ride. He wanted and to ride. he rode almost the entire time. Yeah, he did. Until he went up on my shoulders.
1: <laughs> um... Yeah, so it was nice—a nice little jaunt.
0: Yes, Henry is still under the impression that it's some kind of birthday for Dory. <laughs> Kept asking what kind of cake Mama wanted.
1: <laughs> oh, it's very sweet. Decided
0: it was chocolate, and I was like, neither your mother nor I really enjoy chocolate cake, that's but true. maybe that's what she wants, and I don't know, Henry.
1: No, he just made that up.
0: And then he was like, helped you to make the cake. And I'm like, Aww. no, no, it's breakfast, bud. We're going to make breakfast right now.
1: Oh, buddy. So. That's very sweet.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, it's been a real couple of uh, Henry Dita days. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just these weekends. So it's like hard to think of activities. Thank God the pool's almost warm enough to be in. Mm. he loves it whatever temperature it is Yeah, he doesn't care He's like oh yeah <laughs> really yeah <laughs> so nice how nice is it <laughs> and and you're like, like it's like 74 <laughs> degrees of water like, not that nice but okay uh, oh. we've been having the baseball games on you know either just the audio of them or the video i mean like i've been chasing the red sox around all weekend because they were on apple tv on Friday night, and then this morning they were on Peacock. Yeah, what? And I was like, oh no.
1: Isn't like Amazon Prime also showing baseball games now?
0: Yes, and like (laughs) I mean, I'm all for spreading the game and growing it, but don't spread out a series on three, put it in three different
1: Yeah, that seems weird. Because it was
0: (laughs) was on Nesson on Friday Night Apple TV. Saturday it was on Nesson. Sunday it was on um peacock peacock. just like you can't even watch a three game series anymore it's like take them take them like you know whatever baseball huh how about it Hmm. hope your hot dogs are doing well everyone
1: um you know i was i was thinking about hot dogs today because i realized the the mickey mouse clubhouse extended family of shows is really fixated on hot dogs
0: well it's just because of hot diggity dog being the phrase that mickey mouse apparently uses often
1: i know but like i don't know he was watching one of the race car ones today yes. and they went to a diner to get hot dogs <laughs> it's like everyone's just really into hot dogs it
0: was like a hot dog recipe that was getting stolen by a villain <laughs>
1: oh it's hot dog hills
0: that's the name of the town they live in oh really yeah
1: (laughs) so weird i find it very odd the fixation with hot dogs but it's
0: not because like you think about it you walk into um disney you know you see mickey mouse and then you know one of the first foods available is a hot dog it's you all secret they're just, marketing, right?
1: They're just prepping. They're it's just all priming secret, the pump. So secret that
0: Mickey marketing. When
1: the kids get to Disney, they're like, "Oh, hot dogs!" Yeah,
0: I want a hot diggity dog, please. Hot
1: diggity dog, huh? Interesting.
0: What else is new?
1: Um, what else is new? Not much over here. I don't think. What's new with you?
0: I mean, I'm going to probably eventually see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Hope to oh, see yeah. That within the next seven to 12 months.
1: Oh, did you have any interest in seeing every everything everywhere all at once?
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Um, okay. Good to know. <laughs> it's a movie. Uh-huh. Um, it is... When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance.
0: Oh, my God. Get over the multiverse, everybody. It's
1: supposed to be very good.
0: But what I'm just it's like, why is every movie now about multiverses?
1: I don't know. It's
0: such a weird, like, it's like, I guess it's a novel conceit or concept to the general viewing public, but to, like, sci-fi fans, and it's like, no, 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 we've this we've is, been talking about the multiverse it's for... It's been going on for decades. right?
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, I thought you might be interested. I, a, I am interested in it.
0: Well, the, that's that's the illustration right there, is that you, Dory Shafir, are interested in a movie... Where there is a rupture in space and the multiverse cracks through. Mm-hmm. F- two years ago, I s- try to explain that to you. You are like, ah. well, I don't want to see that.
1: Here I am. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't see you. <laughs> um, well, anyway, let me know if you want to see it
0: in, is a, mov- it like in a movie a, theater. A, is it a is it a franchise?
1: I don't think so. It's, um, no, I don't think so. Who's in it? Michelle Ye- Yeo.
0: Familiar, yeah. Uh,
1: Kehui Kwan.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Jenny Slate. Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: I was like, oh, is it a cool, is it like one of these cool Chinese, uh, uh kung fu movies and then you said jenny slate and i was like it is not
1: but it it is directed by daniel kwan and daniel Scheinert. two people two people
0: that's very rare it's supposed to be they allow that
1: it's supposed to be extremely good
0: it's very rare that the dga is like yes You guys can direct as a team.
1: An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she She? uh, could have led. Wow. Oh, that's cool.
0: That's the multiverse, honey.
1: Anyway, everyone says that it's a movie you have to see in the theater.
0: Oh, that's weird. I would like to see it in the theater. Why is that a half to see? In the I video? don't know. but Maybe that's, people just don't have surround sound.
1: Maybe. And they don't have 70 inch televisions.
0: That's not big anymore, honey. What? It's not.
1: <laughs> you know what's so funny is um, when our friend Elizabeth was visiting and um, mm-hmm. she and her family came over for Passover. She was like, it's so nice to be in LA where people have like big TVs.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> she lives in New Jersey. And she was like... Yeah, people have these, like, tiny 40-inch TVs.
0: <laughs> it's odd that it would be a regional thing.
1: <laughs> well, but I think in LA, because so many people work in the entertainment industry, yeah. there's more of a, like, people kind of take the home viewing experience a little more seriously. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know? If, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I see the TVs now, and I'm a little annoyed that they're so much bigger.
1: Our TV is enormous. I know, but it's small. Wait, it might now. even be eighty inches.
0: No, it's seventy-eight. You wouldn't let me get eighty.
1: Okay, seventy-eight.
0: <laughs> and by the way, that it just fit in the back of the car.
1: Yeah. So, like, and we don't have a big living room. So no. Like, if we had a TV that was any bigger, it would be way too big to sit where we have our couch.
0: I disagree. Okay. Also, you were like, "This actually TV. This TV's is great, actually."
1: I I really like our TV. Yeah, I, I know
0: you would love our I TV if I it was bigger.
1: I don't. I don't need a bigger TV. I
0: I disagree. Okay. What do you guys think? Tell us in the comments. <laughs> Click the bell icon.
1: Actually, this could be this could be a good uh, stat edition. How big is your TV?
0: Oh, that is interesting. Should it replace hot dogs? Maybe. It's interesting. Well, if anybody does it first, then we'll know.
1: Yeah, then we'll know. It's a hot stat. All
0: right. <laughs> 78 in the living room, 60 in in the bedroom.
1: Which we never watch.
0: Well, it's also that was a TV that I got. I reviewed it on Attack of the Show.
1: Although it did come in handy when you had COVID.
0: Sure did. I reviewed it on Attack of the Show. And we got canceled. <laughs> And I was like, hey Sony, do you need me to ship this back? And they were like, no. It's like, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um
0: Thank God it was a good review. I bet if I'd shit canned it had been like, Yes.
1: Yeah. At your expense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't uh, we don't watch T V really that much in the bedroom, except no. when Matt had COVID. He watched so much TV in the bedroom, and I was like, thank God we have that TV in the bedroom.
0: Well, I brought the PlayStation in there, too. Played a lot of golf. Yeah. What a time that was.
1: How are you feeling about the COVID surge right now?
0: I think of it as a COVID splurge, you know? Oh. Yeah. Really just... Spreading the wealth oh, of COVID I see, around. I, see. Uh, I think it is uh, obviously something that was bound to happen. Yeah. Thanks to everybody's freedom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just glad I haven't gotten it yet yeah. again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> glad I haven't gotten it again yet. Yep. <sighs> Narrowly avoided, I feel. Like, uh, I feel like yours was narrowly avoided, too. Hadn't you just traveled?
1: When you got it?
0: Oh, now. I'm talking about now, this recent.
1: Oh. This oh, no, me.
0: No. I recently traveled. You recently I traveled. To, I went to Vegas, but didn't get it.
1: Yeah, I did not recently travel. Uh, But this time, I was, like, very insistent. You must wear a mask.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fine. It's like, yeah. whatever. I just need to, Someone needs to remind me. Hmm. that's all okay
1: all right well
0: good talk (sighs) good talk let's wrap this up and and then talk to everybody else about them okay all right we'll be right back quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Hello. Kick it off with a with a Daphne. Good well, name. Let's, from let's, Fraser.
1: let's just remind everyone that they can and should email us. Okay. At Dory and Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And you may also call or text us at 413-461-BABY.
0: Let's all pour a diet ginger ale for all the mothers out there. Pouring one out. Into a large Yeti cup.
1: Thank Um, you. All right.
0: Daphne. Daphne. Hi, Matt Dory. wanted to share a thought with you about Mother's Day. My first Mother's Day as a mom approaches, I found myself feeling sad. Whenever someone asks me if Molly is my first baby, I have to pause. She's not my first baby, but that's not what they want to hear. I can't really talk about my first baby, who I lost before I could meet them. Or see their profile on an ultrasound. I carried the hope of the future that I would have had that baby for 11 weeks. Too brief, but also too long. I feel alone in remembering that baby. And wanting to honor them on Mother's Day as well as the baby I'm carrying in my arms to everyone else. It appears that I got the happy ending we were all hoping for. But alone in my bathroom at night, I'm shaking with sobs for my lost baby. I want them to know I haven't forgotten them. Did they make me a mother or did giving birth to a live baby make me a mother? I don't have the answer, but the question aches all the same. If you're out there feeling this way with the aches of your own questions, especially painful on Mother's Day, you are not alone. Thank you for reading. And that's from Daphne.
1: Oh, Daphne, I'm sorry for your loss. It's hard, especially on days like this, to think about it.
0: I think we need less days like this. And more days devoted exclusively to staying in your homes. Okay.
1: Thank you. Quietly.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, just think about it. Like, oh, sorry, everybody. It's stay home day. I know we just went through a pandemic where we had hundreds of those in a row.
1: Yeah. I don't think that's going to. I miss them. I don't think that's Does really. Does anyone gonna, else miss it? I don't think that's going to take off.
0: Does anyone else miss the pandemic? <laughs>
1: um, Daphne, I don't. I don't have an answer for you either. And um, I'm sorry that this day brings up these feelings for you. And I'm sorry, again, I'm sorry for your, for your loss. Um, all right. This next email is from Julia. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Thank you so much for the podcast. Don't ever stop.
0: Uh, oh. I mean, as far as I can tell right now. We can't. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, we didn't even give everyone an update.
0: (laughs) So we're so bad at IVF right now. We are
1: so bad. Well, we're so bad at being IVF podcasters.
0: (laughs) This is so silly. Uh, Julia, thanks for reminding us by saying don't ever stop. Oh, my God. Anyway, what else happened this week, Dory?
1: Um, Well, I had my saline sonogram.
0: Yes. With
1: Dr. Brown. Um, And the French ultrasound radiologist. Long-time listeners
0: will remember her.
1: Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't think she remembered me, but... Okay, she sees a lot of She does. She does. Um, But yeah, Dr. Brown um, got up in there. She had to use a narrower speculum because of my fort knox cervix which i reminded her of and she was like oh yes yeah i remember and i was like that is a direct quote from you dr brown <laughs> and she was like i know um so yeah so
0: also that's a line in 30 rock
1: that someone's cervix is like fort knox yeah. no yeah it is
0: yes and i didn't try to remember what season and who the hell they were talking about probably liz
1: Wow. Anyway, I'm so much like her. Um, so yeah, so what they do is they she she gets some she puts some saline into my uterus, and when the saline goes in the uterus, and then they take they you know they do with an ultrasound they take a picture of it. They can see if there's any like polyps or ruptures or anything in the uterus because um, that would show up with the water in the uterus. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing. She was like, "It looks beautiful. your lining looks gorgeous. <laughs> great. um, like you're you're ready to go. um and yeah, I mean uh, Dr. Beck
0: also what looked good?
1: Oh, she was like, oh you those you have some nice looking follicles. And I was <laughs> like, oh no, oh no <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, we're not gonna talk about those. Um so, oh, and. We got the, so yeah, so that all looked good. And then we chatted about the photos for a second and she sent them to me. I uploaded them to the portal. So like, we're good to go on that. And it wasn't like Dr. Beck had had, like she wasn't, there was nothing she saw that made her concerned. No, no
0: hunch, she, due diligence.
1: Just due diligence. And like now we're we're ready to go. Um, but we also got, um We heard from Cooper Genomics. Genomics? Genomics. Cooper Genomics, um, who are redoing or, like, reevaluating the biopsies of our last round of embryos. Um, And we had to, like, sign some forms this week. And they said we should have the results in, like, seven days.
0: So early this week.
1: So sometime this week. And... I asked if we could talk to a genetics a genetic counselor to, like, go over all of their embryos and, like, figure out which ones are the best to transfer. And so we're going to schedule that.
0: I want to talk about it.
1: Um, What do you mean? What do you want me to talk about?
0: I just feel like that's what we should say to the geneticist. <laughs> geneticists talk about it.
1: Yeah, whenever you ask Henry a question that he doesn't know the answer to, he says... Mama talk about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, he wants us to really get in deep. Yeah. Give him a sort of you know give him the answer. But right. in a very lengthy, descriptive way.
1: Um so yeah, so I think we'll we'll hopefully have you know, hopefully there will be an embryo from this round that is now deemed transferable, but there might not be. Um so We'll see.
0: From this round. The
1: the round that they are reevaluating. Gotcha. From that round. From that round. Um and yeah, so we'll see.
0: All right. There you go. There you go. Something was finally happening this week and we forgot. Here we are back in with okay. Julia.
1: Um, I've been a Gilmore Guys crossover fan for years and don't plan to ever stop listening. I had to laugh out loud when you described Henry's latest sleep stalling tactics. Sleep really fell apart when my toddler turned three. My excellent sleeper turned into an expert negotiator and sleep staller. I hope Henry spares y'all that fate. It doesn't seem like he is. No, it seems like he's getting better at it. (laughs) Um, I do have two short questions. One, I read Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts at Dory's recommendation and oh my gosh, so good. Dory, would you ever consider a book club or monthly or even quarterly book recommendation list? Do you already do this somewhere? Maybe your newsletter or with Kate on Forever 35. Just wondering because I would really be into that. You know, Julia, you are not the first person to suggest this. And I think I am going to do something with my newsletter um, some sort of book club that will also hopefully involve like, uh, live virtual events with authors. Um, that's something that's like kind of in the works.
0: I hope you grow it to the, uh, point of getting a sticker that they put on dust jackets.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um,
0: call it door reads.
1: Oh, I don't hate it. Okay. Um, two, I know you're transferring your remaining embryos soon. How are y'all feeling this time with conviction around having a second child? Will you stop if this transfer doesn't work? Or would you consider donor embryos or eggs? You can also say, look, this isn't your business or we haven't thought about it yet. And I will just happily listen along to see what happens. Wishing you all the luck and success with your upcoming transfer. I've had about four hot dogs in 2022. I don't think Matt would approve of how I like to dress them, though. Ketchup, shredded cheddar cheese, and hot and sweet jalapenos. No. All the best, Julia, in 1,700 square feet in the D.C. metro area with a husband, a three-year-old who hates sleep, and a 10-month-old.
0: A 10-month-old who seems to be iffy on sleep. We don't know. No strong opinions on sleep yet from the 10-month-old. Yeah. Uh... Look, have your hot dogs, but it really just seems to me like you're having cheese and jalapenos. <laughs> there happens to be a hot dog nearby. And
1: the hot dog is just the vessel? Just
0: happens to be there.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, how are you feeling about this other question that she had?
0: Oh, I was going to say it's none of your business. How dare you think we would talk about such things on this podcast where we talk about such things? Uh... I hadn't thought past it. Have you?
1: No, not really. Yeah.
0: What does that say about us? I don't know. We're tired of thinking.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Uh, I mean,
0: we'll think when we have to, damn it.
1: We'll think when we have to, like from where I sit right now in Matt's office, um, it's hard for me to imagine having the energy to deal with donor embryos or eggs but I might feel differently a few months from now if we need to
0: we'll leave the door open for that
1: yeah um all right last week we heard from someone who wanted to know how to best support a friend of theirs who was like far away who was um struggling with infertility yeah um and we heard from heather Who writes, listening to the pod, I wanted to share what a friend who is far away did for me when I told her we were starting IVF. Many of my friends expressed how sorry they were that we had to do IVF and offered emotional support, which is great. Many had no idea what to say, which is expected. A few were still telling me to just relax or try acupuncture. Mm. That said, one friend sent a care package for me. It had fancy Welly Band-Aids, a bag of chocolates, and some IVF socks. Normally, I'm not an IVF clothing sort of person, but I loved the care package. It showed... It showed me she took time to try to do something proactively to make me comfortable rather than telling me she would be there for me. It was such a nice surprise. I still wear the IVF socks she gave me every retrieval. I also still use fancy welly band-aids for my rounds. Each round I picture my friend who sent the package cheering me on. I would suggest a care package that includes all or some of these cute kids ice packs, welly band-aids, especially the ones that are called bravery badges. A nice-looking lunch bag that has built-in ice packs for transporting meds. A cute, possibly IVF-related zip pouch. I have one that says, worth every pick. Prick. Sorry. (laughs) Worth every prick. Portable sharps container to go in this bag. And a tray that fits in the bag for a clean work surface for traveling with unrefrigerated PIO. And sharps. Roll-on lidocaine for PIO, especially the lavender-scented stuff. IVF socks. A cute heating pad. Chocolates. Nice electrolyte powder. I like key nutrients on Amazon. And leggings.
0: Oh, right, that was the list among the list. That lists is a there. list.
1: I would let you know that you are there for them, and you can only imagine how much this sucks. I think it's fine to check in on the processes; that happens for me. That let me know people actually care. But if you check in and the person tells you dates of procedures, remember them. If you know they are starting monitoring on a certain date, ask them how it went, etc. In response to we are starting IVF, do not say how exciting. It's not at all exciting for the patient. It's gut wrenching if they do IVF for a while or really any amount of time, do not ask them how long they think they will do it. That reads as you should really give up already. Don't ever ask if they've considered adoption. They have. Instead, try something like, it must be so hard to wait for your baby this long. How can I support you during this long process? Or how are you feeling about the process these days? Okay, that's all I have for you today. Heather, in 12 to 1500 square feet in Portland, Maine, no new hot dogs since last time and still no pets
0: uh great ideas in there such good ideas for anyone who's looking for things
1: i feel like you should have a um an ivf care package business
0: <laughs> can that possible i mean i guess there's i just wonder if the numbers are there you know who knows <sighs> i'm looking to start a new business so should i do that probably okay
1: all right done and done um, all right. Well, we have
2: a voicemail.
0: Okay.
1: Let's hear it.
2: Hi, Matt. Hi, Dory. Um, my name is Erin. I'm calling from Portland. I've called before and, um, mostly just purchase all of your books. Love them. Um, anyways, first of all, thank you all for the wealth of knowledge you share for sharing your story. It's not easy, um, to put yourselves out there like that. I, cannot do it when I'm doing my IVF I have to kind of be introverted and quiet about it so thank you for all you do and uh, wanted to call into the person with the child that could potentially have club feet I first agree with Matt um, don't don't worry about the problem that may not be there yet um, those ultrasounds are fuzzy but then also uh, my little nephew had a club feet and did great it was actually super adorable we just had him in these little braces, and we would take the leg braces off when we changed him. <laughs> he was so cute because then he would, you know, kick his feet in the air like he was ready to start, you know, moving and running and walking, and so uh, they're, they were actually just really adorable. Um, we had pictures of him at my wedding, and he's in his little uh, braces and his little vest and suit and little shoes, Oxford shoes. So... It's an easy fix. It takes time and it's not really that bad. Um, And then for, I guess, thanks for all you do. I have a question out there, I guess, um, about families. Um, If anyone out there, uh, I've just learned over time, my husband and I are like, especially since we had a baby, we would always have a place where we could go separate from each other in the middle of the night just to get sleep if one was snoring or the other one just was getting up in the middle of the night. So we found out that we actually really are a better couple when we sleep separately in separate rooms. And so I didn't know if anyone out there has with our therapist completely agreed, um, you know, I just want to sleep when I'm in bed. And with a baby, it's just sleep is important. Um, so if anyone's out there just curious about if anyone's done this, growing up with kids and how you um, help children can grow up with parents and super better and that story you tell them. I don't know. Um, anyway, that's maybe a question. Thanks for all you do. You guys are fantastic. Bye.
0: Weirdly, I, we can answer this.
1: Oh, wait. Uh, one second. Aaron called back.
2: Um, this is Aaron. Again, I didn't answer 1,300 square feet nice. in Portland, Oregon, and no hot dogs this year. Not a veggie. I don't think my husband's had any either. And um, Dory, I'm really anxious to hear about what a water test is. I hope there it well. There you go. We answered it. I'm
0: glad we updated that. Yeah. Um, but I can answer this because it's when I had that cold. And I, whenever mm-hmm. I'm like whenever I'm in like a I have a stuffy nose or I have a cold or I'm gonna I know I'm like you know under the weather or gonna be coughing or something like that. I sleep on the couch just as like a courtesy to the human I'm spending the rest of my life with. That's me. Everyone should do this, I think. Cause like
1: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns on your next order. Quince dot com slash style.
0: I'm I'm not gonna be worrying constantly about coughing and like trying to hold off coughs for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. And I get better sleep and I think Dora does too. And Henry <laughs> knows this. And he's like you know, when I was sick that week or whatever, he would keep at, he go, where did I to sleep tonight? <laughs> I'd be like, well, I'm probably gonna sleep on the couch because I'm still, I'm still coughing. Why? And I'm like, well, they don't want to wake up mama. where did you to sleep tomorrow? I'm like, if I feel better, I'll sleep in bed.
1: <laughs> he really wanted you to get back into the bed.
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. I probably was coughing and waking him up and not knowing it you're probably like oh it must be data and then he tries to bury his head under stuffed animals or pillows um but yeah that's i would just tell the child that like
1: you both sleep better we're
0: sleeping so much better if we do this yeah. and this is that's it really it is
1: i think yeah the more sort of like matter of fact you are about it yeah i think the better i mean you why know- the
0: cushions like this It's like i slept there why
1: you know, if you any like any shows you watch about like old royalty or even old like rich people, the the parents always had separate chambers.
0: Well, I think that's really best for snoring. Yes. Possibilities. I agree.
1: Um. All right. Let's take a let's take a break. Thank you for this. Yeah, the other night daughter.
0: Dory started coughing. And I was like, oh, no. She did not offer to go anywhere, which is I sleep much harder than she does anyway.
1: I also stopped after like 30 Uh,
0: How am I supposed to know I was asleep? (laughs)
1: Oh, boy. All right. We're going to take another break.
0: All right. We'll be right back. We're back. Oh, so I should know. Get a deep couch. Mm, You know? mm Because once I take the cushions off the deep couch, Mm -hmm. it's essentially the size of a bed. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 You're welcome.
1: All right. Good to know. Um, All right. We got a couple more emails about club foot.
0: Oh, update. I did not have a club foot. Oh yeah. My mother texted us to inform us that I was born with no, like no arches or something. Very flat feet. Flat feet. And they had these little orthopedic shoes for me that it was hard to distinguish the left from the right. So they had to write left or right on the bottom of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh,
1: do you still have flat feet?
0: I mean, I have, I th- I, I have a high instep, um, but no, I f- you know like I wear Nikes all the time. I wear regular shoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wearing Air Force Ones, my preferred Nike shoe. I think that those are the most comfortable. These are fully made of recycled material. Oh, and uh, they were very tight, and I haven't worn them. So I was like, I'm gonna wear them today. If we're gonna go on a walk, I'll break them in.
1: Do they feel broken in? They're
0: much more comfortable today. Right oh, now. Good. Yeah.
1: Glad to hear it. Um, all right. Do you want to read this email from T. Yes,
0: yeah, sure. It's from T. I've considered writing in for several discussions, but I always forget. But this time it's in my wheelhouse. I don't have a child with a club foot, but I'm a physici- physician who treats club foot.
1: I mean the the, the 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 breadth of our listeners never ceases to astound me.
0: Uh, This is... All right, here we go. This is a pretty exciting moment. The current treatment is the Ponzetti protocol, or Ponzetti. It's a series of casts that gradually correct the foot. Usually four to six casts are required. Then, most require a small procedure to cut the Achilles. It heals, but in a longer position. This protocol maintains the flexibility of the foot, as opposed to the break and reposition it method that was used in the past that's what i thought a brace the kind with boots and a bar between the feet is then recommended full-time for a few months and then at night for several years to prevent reoccurrence some children require a touch-up procedure when they get older most kids have very good outcomes with this protocol and are able to run and play and do sports you can diagnose clubfoot on prenatal ultrasound, and we occasionally do a prenatal consult in our office to tell a family what to expect. I started listening to the podcast when Matt was on Gilmore, guys. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I started down the RE road when trying for my first. He was conceived during the testing cycle. <laughs> Add me to the old mom's club. I was 38 and 40 when my boys were born. Burn? Bur- bur- my bird to burn? My boys were bur- born. I grew up in the South, and many of my high school classmates have kids graduating and getting married while I'm potty training. Most of the time, I don't think it's a big deal. I can commiserate with the bedtime stalling. The four-year-old is coming up with all the reasons for getting out of bed. 3,500 square feet, Texas, two adults, four-year-old, no hot dogs this year for me, but the kids have had a few. I hope that helps. That's tea. I'm going to guess it's a four-year-old and a two-year-old.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. thought you had two. 38 and 40. Right. Yeah. Um, thank you for this info. The Ponseti Protocol.
0: I love it. All right. I like that I kind of was familiar with how they treat it. Like yeah, totally. Breaking the legs and... Um, like, you know, I guess that's probably how they treated it in the 70s. F-
1: <laughs> well, and we heard we heard from the parent of a child who was born with a club foot so this is from sophie she says my science baby daughter who just turned two was born with a club foot it's a congenital dis- condition where the achilles tendon is too short so the baby's foot gets pulled inward the good news is that although it requires a lot of treatment in the early years it's completely correctable my daughter runs and jumps just like any other kid and if you saw her on the playground you would never know that she's been through an orthopedic issue." first off for the listener i don't think you should do any other diagnostics as matt said sometimes ultrasounds can be wrong and you can't do anything until your baby is a few weeks old anyway so why put yourself through unnecessary extra unnecessary appointments now i mean i agree with that um in terms of the treatment starting when your baby is a few weeks old you'll do weekly full leg casts oh we know (laughs) um yeah okay so blah 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 um we kind of know all this. This
0: be Only because someone wrote yes. it. Who's the doctor?
1: Um, it's a lot, but you've got this. Just take it one step at a time. Step one is finding the right doctor. The Shriners Children's Hospital specialize in clubfoot treatment, and they provide a lot of financial support if you need it. If you wanted to do anything to prepare during the casting phase, your baby can pretty much only wear snap crotch onesies and baby leg warmers. Oh, good to know. Regular baby pants won't fit over the cast, so you could stock up on those if you wanted, but I would probably wait until after your baby is born just in case the diagnosis is wrong. If it makes you feel any better, a lot of famous athletes were born with club foot. Troy Aikman, the NFL quarterback, Mia Hamm, the soccer star, and Christy Yamaguchi, the Olympian figure skater, all had club foot. Huh, I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: Me either.
1: After watching my daughter, I
0: th- Mrs. Para. Mia Hamm oh
1: after watching my daughter i think it actually makes your kid physically stronger because for a long period of time when they're a baby you've essentially strapped ankle weights to them (laughs) my daughter's core and legs are so strong for a two-year-old good luck um and she has also offered that if the listener wants to reach out to her directly she would be happy to help
0: wow we are a great slow message board
1: we really are um, thank you for this I also like this I love the actionable tips on the uh, baby leg warmers
0: I love that there are baby, baby leg warmers
1: yeah that's pretty cool
0: I had a huge crush on me at him she's 50 now
1: she is yes wow unbelievable I would unbelievable.
0: not have guessed that uh, her and Noah are married in 03 and they're and still married they're still together
1: Aw, do they have kids
0: Garrett Garcia Para. Ava Caroline Gassiapara Grace Isabella Gassiapara (laughs) So that's a yes (laughs) Um, I bet their kids
1: are pretty athletic Uh,
0: I mean By the way all of her siblings are clickable On on Wikipedia Oh, So wow The hams huh Garrett, Tiffany, Lovedy Martin, Carolyn That's been your ham minute (laughs) Thank you Matt You're welcome
1: um, okay. This is from anonymous. Longtime listener, first time writer. I'm 27 years old. And although I have not started trying to start a family yet, started listening to excellent adventure a few years ago out of general interest in all things, birth and women's health related. I'm someone who likes information and likes to be prepared for all scenarios. So I really appreciate the entertaining education that your podcast provides. It wasn't until last year that the material from the pod started to become more relevant to me directly. I had always been somewhat interested in becoming an egg donor, but through a combination of listening to people's egg donor recipient stories on the pod and career changes that resulted in my fiancés going back to school, effectively pushing off starting our own family by a few more years, I decided to actively pursue egg donation last fall. At first, things looked great. I found a well-recommended agency that I enjoyed working with and was even matched with a great recipient couple. They were eager to move forward, so we accelerated genetic testing and other lab tests." When the genetic tests came back with flying colors, while the genetic tests came back with flying colors, there was a huge roadblock. My AMH levels came back at 0.4, a level that would be considered good only if I were 45 to 50 years old. The minimum level the couples RE said they would allow for egg donation was two to five X higher than mine. She made it clear that because the low AMH indicated low ovarian reserve, she could not ethically let me proceed with egg donation, especially knowing that I wanted to have my own children in the future. Long story short, the entire donation process completely fell apart. Not only did I feel incredibly guilty for getting the recipient couple's hopes up, but I was left spinning by what this might mean for my own fertility. So this leads to my first signal. Do any listeners have any experience with low AMH results at a young age? Any answers or hopeful stories would be greatly appreciated. I'm a researcher at heart, so I've tried looking everywhere for answers. I'm aware that AMH is primarily correlated to success or lack thereof through egg harvesting and IVF, not necessarily ability to conceive spontaneously. But I can't help but worry what this means for my future fertility. I do have a levinorgestrel progesterone-based IUD which can lower AMH in some women, but when I asked the clinic's RE about this directly, she said that although it could lower AMH by a bit, it would not be expected to push my AMH as low as it is, and I almost certainly still have a low AMH regardless of the IUD. All the other modifiable factors I can find that are known to be associated with lower-than-average AMH, smoking, marijuana use, high BMI, alcohol, or caffeine consumption. What does
0: IUD stand for? I know what it is.
1: Intrauterine device.
0: Oh, I was like, "Is it mean improvised unpregnant device?
1: Basically. Um, or that can help increase AMH. Exercise, healthy diet are things that are already incorporated into my lifestyle. However, this leads to my next question. While I've always been a bit of a string bean genetically, I'm six foot one inch tall. For a period in my late teens and early 20s, I had a quite low body fat percentage for females. Nine to 10% body fat. I competed in NCAA. double. brags division one track and field where the level of training actually made this a pretty common body type. While I gained a lot through that experience and it ultimately paid for my undergraduate education, I can't help but worry that I did some sort of irreparable damage to my long term fertility. I'm now at a healthier BMI of around 20, but still have that low AMH. And I haven't been able to find any research specifically regarding any association between low BMI past or present and low AMH. Does anyone have experience with low BMI in the past coming back and impacting current fertility? Thank you both for your time. Oops. Um, and for continuing the podcast. I continue to enjoy listening to your journey as Henry gets older. Best Anonymous in 1,280 square feet in eastern Idaho with one fiance and one 65 pound year old Labrador retriever. Two movie theater hot dogs so far in 2022.
0: Nice. Movie theater dog. Nice. I mean, so you gotta be in a real special mood to get the movie theater dog. <laughs> I appreciate your efforts.
1: Uh, um yeah, I mean this is not something that I can answer, so I hope we have a listener who can who can answer this.
0: <laughs> Podcast listeners with a low BMI, write in. Or what? No one wrote in.
1: Uh, <laughs> or people who have treated um, I mean, I know that you know people who have had eating disorders, like their menstruation is often like they, they often stop menstruating. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it affects your fertility long term. I you know, I, I don't know, so I'm I, I'm curious to hear um, from an actual professional person who studies these things. You're here, here. Okay. Um, last email, Matt. Do you mm-hmm. want to read this one from Megan? Sure.
0: First, I want to say I've been listening to your show for four years and enjoy it very much. Thank you all for all the hours of entertainment and sharing your journey. Just pause the pod because I heard Matt say he uses French as mustard. I will accept that it may be the only choice, but surely golden, spicy brown is best. Would like to hear your thoughts. Uh, have you tried boar's head frankfurters? I have. Uh look. I want. I just want a yellow mustard. I don't want a spicy brown. On a hot dog. So I'll take a spicy brown elsewhere. You know? Okay. For sure. Like, I would... Actually, let me just now say this. Yellow mustard. French's yellow mustard is only acceptable on a hot dog. <laughs> There's nothing else you could put it on.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: Henry had some today. He had a little on his finger. And, uh... He had, uh had quite a reaction to it not like it <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. okay well megan thank you for uh weighing in on this and just uh, as we get to the end of the show oh, and i should
0: say if the choices were spicy brown or ketchup it's spicy brown every time just so you know yeah yeah
1: all right um
0: Don't reminder
1: forget. what you can, support us, you on can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes a month. That is at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. We love our Patreon supporters. We love our Patreon episodes. um There's also a huge back catalog of Patreon episodes.
0: Two a month, dating back a couple, few years, <laughs> five years, four years, yeah. who knows? Something Many like years. Um, thanks, everybody. You get $5 above, level or above. Get your name right on the podcast each month. So thanks to the following folks who are at that level or above. Ava
1: Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Bell. Alex Liu.
0: Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure.
1: Angie Ga- James.
0: Ann Fluker. Ann Kay. Anna Ratif. Ratliff. That's right. Uh,
1: six anonymous people.
0: A- oh. April Hall-Werter.
1: uh Ariana Perry. Ariel. Ashley Cicely.
0: Aubrey Joams.
1: Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Becca Foster.
0: Bethany Wipperman.
1: Bianca Loria,
0: Brianne Hudson.
1: Britt S. Baker.
0: Bruno Macias.
1: Carly Moore.
0: Carolyn Balia McNamara. Carol. Balala McNamara. That's such a good name, middle name that I...
1: Carol, not Caroline.
0: That's, look, I messed it all up because <laughs> I was like, just Balala was catching my attention.
1: Uh, Caroline Crampton.
0: Carolyn Land.
1: Carolyn N.
0: Uh, Kathy Hill.
1: Cecily Templeton.
0: Janami Worth. Christina. Claire Dealey.
1: Crescent Martin.
0: Cryptomat.
1: Cynthia Meisner.
0: Uh, Danielle Nuchiforo. Don. Deanna McClain.
1: Dana Robinson.
0: Diana M. Martin.
1: And Dr. Beverly Crusher. Whoop,
0: whoop. Thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. Uh, maybe we'll have more information about IVF. Who knows? Bye.
2: Bye.